Hello, hello, hello. This is Monica, and this is Remembering the Misremembered. Today, I'm going to be talking about famous feuds. It's going to be the first episode um, where we're discussing it. Um, I don't know how many episodes I'm going to do about it. I'm looking now at maybe three episodes, but um, I might decide to expand this, you know, depending on what happened. Um, I wanted to begin by acknowledging uh, the ending this week of a famous feud, um, ending with a death. Um, Mary Wilson of the Supremes, uh, she passed away, uh, I guess, a couple of days ago, and you know she had the famous feud with Diana Ross. I don't know if they ever patched that up, but. It was a famous feud, and I am talking about feuds today. So, um, that's what it's going to be about. Famous feuds. Feuds can be uh, kind of funny, kind of amusing, and also kind of sad, as we can see. So, I guess we might as well get on into it. Okay, See how you like this one. Okay, known as Double Dynamite, the Sultans of Sweat, and the Dynamic Duo, they became the most successful soul duo of the 1960s. They were so high energy on stage that the great Otis Redding didn't like performing after them. Only Aretha Franklin achieved more soul hits than them during their prime. They performed together for 20 years. So why did they spend 13 of those years not even speaking to each other off stage and not looking at each other on stage? This is part one of my Musical Feud series where I will be talking about Musical Feuds. This episode of Remembering the Misremembered recalls soul men Sam and Dave and their story of great music and bad blood. The year was 1961. The place was the King of Hearts Club in Miami, but I guess I better go back a little bit. Samuel David Moore, born October 12, 1935 in Miami, was tasked with putting on a talent show. Sam had roots in gospel and doo-wop. He had recorded with a doo-wop group called The Majestics, with whom he recorded 1954's Nighty Night, Caveman Rock and he'd been a part of the Gales and the Millionaires. Sam had been influenced by singers like Jackie Wilson, Sam Cooke, and Little Willie John. Now David Prater Jr., born May 9th, 1937, and I believe that's Osceola, or is it Osea? Osea or Osceola, Georgia, was a bakery worker who had sung with his brother, J.T. Prater, in a gospel group called the Sensational Hummingbirds. They had recorded a song called Lord Teach Me in the 1950s. In 1961, Miami at the King of Hearts Club, Sam was hosting a talent show. Dave, who was working at a bakery at the time and still wearing his bakery uniform, walked in. He chose to sing a Jackie Wilson song. Dave sounded good. The only problem was that he had forgotten the words. Sam saw Dave struggle and he jumped on stage to help him out. While the two of them were performing, the mic fell off the stand. Both men dropped to their knees to retrieve it, coming up as if it was part of the act. Although the impromptu duet wasn't enough to win them the talent show, Sam and Dave were now a duo. Sam
Sam and Dave were quickly signed to Roulette Records. They had modest success there, but didn't really take off. Both Sam and Dave were lead singers. Sam was a tenor, Dave was the baritone, and neither man exactly had a strong ear for harmony. Atlantic Records' Ahmed Erdogan saw Sam and Dave perform. Impressed, he brought Jerry Wexler to see them perform. They got out of their Roulette Records contract and were signed to Atlantic Records. After signing to Atlantic, the guys were loaned out to Stax Records, which was Atlantic's Memphis, Tennessee-based affiliate label. This meant that Stax Records would release Sam and Dave singles and albums and send them out on the road, but they were contractually obligated to Atlantic, which doesn't really make that much sense, but the music industry seems to be all about confusing people, so it is what it is and it was what it was. Anyway, Stax is where Sam and Dave were really given the tools for success. They were greatly enriched by the songwriting gifts of that other dynamic duo, Isaac Hayes and David Porter, and the four men shared great chemistry. At first, Sam and Dave wanted to sing in a subtle style, more like Nat King Cole and Sam Cooke, but songwriter-producer David Porter envisioned the duo as more in-your-face with their soulfulness, grittier. Sam and Dave didn't harmonize with each other. They sang in unison. Their formula also involved Sam's call and Dave's response. Once their sound and style were firmly in place, the hits started coming. In the spring of 1966, Sam and Dave experienced their first major hit with Hold On, I'm Coming. Not only did the tune hit number one on the R&B chart, it also hit number 21, Pop proving that Sam and Dave's soulful style had crossover appeal. Soon they achieved more hits, the heart-wrenching ballad of Something's Wrong With My Baby, which broke formula by having Dave provide the call and Sam the response, and You Got Me Humming. The year 1967 brought more success. The dynamic duo released the song that became their signature, the buoyant Soul Man. It went straight to the top, and its success helped to usher in the term soul music. Soul Man is a song that has been covered numerous times. It is recognized as one of the greatest, most influential songs of all time by many institutions, including the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Grammy Hall of Fame. As awesome as Sam and Dave were in the studio, they were a true revelation in concert. It was on stage that they earned one of their many nicknames, the Sultans of Sweat. They were wild, high-energy dancers who supplied throat-shredding, gospel-inspired vocals, and they even pretended to faint on stage. There was really nobody performing quite like these two in the 60s. Otis Redding, who was no lightweight, complained about the pressures of performing after them when they toured together. Phil Walden, Otis's manager, said that Sam and Dave were the best live act that there ever was. Stack's horn player, Wayne Jackson, claimed that Sam and Dave left puddles of sweat on stage after performing. They also maintained a crazy schedule, averaging close to 300 shows a year in the late 1960s. They weren't just doing concerts, they also did television appearances, including American Bandstand, Ed Sullivan, and The Tonight Show. The personal relationship of Sam and Dave became increasingly tumultuous. The two had never really been friends. They were just co-workers. Sam and Dave faced issues with being loaned out to Stax while actually being signed to Atlantic. They were both taking drugs, too. In 1968, Dave shot his wife 
during the domestic violence altercation. Sam made the decision to not speak to Dave again after that, although the two men continued to work together. Working together while not speaking to each other was not without its challenges, though. Sam and Dave demanded separate dressing rooms and were also traveling separately to venues. After releasing their final album for Stax Records, Soul Sister Brown Sugar, in 1969, the guys ended their association with that label and returned to Atlantic full-time. They no longer were working with Hayes and Porter, and Jerry Wexler couldn't help Sam and Dave to achieve hits. The combined personal and professional issues got bad enough that Sam and Dave split up briefly in June of 1970. Sam pursued a solo career. He teamed up with a singer named Brenda Jo Harris and a 16-piece orchestra to form Sam Sold Together Review 1970. Between 1970 and 1971, they released three singles and plans were underway for an album to be produced by soul saxophonist King Curtis. Tragically, King Curtis was murdered in August of 1971. The album was shelved and it didn't see the light of day until 2002. And Sam found himself back with Dave again. Sam and Dave realized that their recording career was over, but they had quite a few hits under their belts. So they hit the road, traveling all over the USA and Europe. There was a resurgence of popularity for Double Dynamite when the Blues Brothers film starring John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd was released, along with a remake of Soul Man. This success opened doors for Sam and Dave as they appeared on SNL, toured with The Clash, and appeared in a film called One Trick Pony with Paul Simon. Sam Moore and Dave Prater performed together for the last time on New Year's Eve 1981 in San Francisco. While Sam concentrated on getting off drugs, Dave started performing with Sam Daniels. They performed as Sam and Dave. Sam tried to block them from using the name Sam and Dave, but he couldn't legally stop them. Touring as the new Sam and Dave Review, they did more than 100 shows in Asia, Canada, and Europe. They recorded new versions of old hits in a medley form in the Netherlands in 1985. Sold as Sam and Dave, the recording made it to number 92 on the R&B charts. Sam Moore reared his head at this time and succeeded in getting copies of the single recalled, forcing it to be relabeled and reissued under the name The New Sam and Dave Review. This inspired Sam Moore to form an organization called Artists and Others Against Imposters, which is self-explanatory. He even testified before Congress to confront the issue. Dave Prater died on April 9, 1988 in a single car accident in Sycamore, Georgia. He was exactly one month shy of his 51st birthday. Sam Moore continues to perform all over the world. As I record this, he is 85 years old and recognized as a veritable music legend. He has teamed up with many artists over the years. In 2009, Sam sued Bob and Harvey Weinstein over the film Soul Men, which stars Samuel L. Jackson and Bernie Mac and featured Isaac Hayes, co-writer of Sam and Dave's hit songs. He said the film was based on the lives of Sam and Dave, and they didn't have permission to do that in his opinion. So these are some of their accomplishments. Sam and Dave won the Grammy Award in 1967 for Best Performance Rhythm and Blues Group for Soul Man, which was their first gold record. Soul Man was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1999. Their albums include Hold On, I'm Coming and Double Dynamite, 
both of which were released in 1966. Soul Man, 1967, I Thank You, 1968, and 1975's Back At You. They had 10 consecutive top 20 singles, 13 consecutive appearances on the pop charts, including two top 10 singles. Rolling Stone magazine named Sam and Dave as the 14th greatest duo of all time. They belong to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Vocal Group Hall of Fame, the Memphis Music Hall of Fame, and the Rhythm and Blues Music Hall of Fame. They achieved all of this success despite being less than crazy about each other. So that is the saga of the Soul Men, Sam and Dave, Musical Feuds. This is Monica, and this is Remembering the Misremembered.